Did you ever think of a friend that you haven't spoken to in a long time, and this friend randomly calls you out of the blue at that moment that led you to an awesome opportunity for you? Or you were in the middle of a major life decision and you saw or heard something that made you think of which way to go? I'm a firm believer that there is no such thing as a coincidence and that serendipities do lead to your success. I'm Amira Gad. I'm hosting this podcast because I've always had the most bizarre but hilarious serendipities and realized that what you resist persists. I'm interviewing successful individuals about their serendipities and how they led them to who they are now. Expect to be blown away by ironies, laugh, and also be inspired by their unique stories from this podcast every week. I hope you enjoy it and that it'll make you smile as well as inspire you to pay attention to the doors that will lead you to your success. This is Amir again with Serendipities to Success. Today, I have a very beautiful and interesting person, Lindsay Hepner. She is a creative director, social media and marketing expert. She is a female contemporary artist. And I love that she wrote female contemporary artists. It's important to state that. <laughs> She's also the CEO of VAM, creative agency, which specializes influencer marketing strategy and talent management, which I believe it is so crucial these days. Everybody's looking for you. Lindsay, everybody. <laughs> so welcome. So welcome. Thanks. So I have you here today because I heard that you have an interesting journey. There's a lot of quote unquote magic to it. And I want to know, I want to know how you've become where you are, because what you're doing right now, it's crucial and it's beautiful. It's trendy. I could see that you're blooming with success. So please tell us a little bit about you. Welcome. Oh, thank you. That was so sweet. What a great intro. Yes, I um, own a company called Vamped and we've been currently around for almost eight years. I started as a model in the industry. So I've known the fashion world, you know, that kind of industry for a really long time since I was 14. And then I developed into a creative director slash graphic designer for a really long time, which had led me to really understanding creativity. And then being a model as well helped me really understand the lens, right? So when I got into the social media world, I really had like both of those aspects really covered. And I really wanted to be creative and produce commercials, content for other brands. And I got asked really early on before social media was really like predominantly like even making money. I was asked to be a talent manager and that came really, really naturally to me because I used to model. So I knew exactly what talent wanted and what made them feel good. So all the like categories that I wanted to produce in my own agency, I already done like as a profession. So it was really great to be well-rounded in like all different types of, you know, assets. I was going to say well-rounded. Yes. Yeah. So, but how I got the business is I, in 2014, um, I got into a really bad car accident where I almost lost my life. 
and 2013 was a really, really hard year for me. I lost my boyfriend. I thought I was going to marry. And I had this dream job, which was actually a torturous nightmare job. So I had one full year of depression. I had to move back home with my mom because it was that bad. So when my car accident had happened, it was kind of like a pivotal moment of like, I really want to just go. I just really want to take my life because I was okay with it. I was very, very depressed. And um, because of that, being so free of like not stressed out about it, I think that's why it saved my life. Because I don't know if you know this, but a lot of people that get out of car accidents is because when they're drunk, you know, they're all loose and they survive it. So I think it was kind of the same situation for me. It was like, I wanted it to happen. So that's why I survived it. So it's been very powerful situation because I feel like I had like another life. Like I was like a cat. I was like, okay, this is life too. So how am I going to really capitalize on everything? Like I I just felt like powerful after Mm -hmm. the situation. And I felt there was just this really crazy mindset of, I was so fearless. I almost died. So I'm like, okay, nothing will stop me. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The feeling of the word no just didn't exist. I was like, oh, that's not a big deal anymore for me. Yeah. So, and you know, I built a, a lot of people would be really shocked to hear why I built this company. And it was really based on being very protective of people that were really being taken advantage of in this industry. Cause I was one of them. I saw a lot of really dark sides to the industry and I promised myself if I would get back into it, I would be very, very careful with the people that were around me. I wanted to build a community of kids that were protected, that they knew that like They didn't have to take their clothes off. They didn't have to do all these things to be amazing and special, you know? And even too, I had really a lot of issues with like my weight because at that time there was only one size, you know, in the modeling industry, you had to be skinny. There was nothing else, you know, like we didn't have all these walks of life that we do now. So at that time, like that was also very, very important for me to really project to these kids, like, Hey, you can be you, you don't have to be someone else, you know, like I love you for you. You, I will never tell you to change. And so there were just a lot of things that I really wanted to do in this industry to change. And I still want to, you know, I still really stay in this industry because I want it to change. And that developed also to in a different direction for my clients. I am a very different type of agency. I will not work with you unless you're a good person. Any of my team, if any single client disrespects any of them, we are unfortunately not working with you. And I know a lot of agencies aren't like that. It's like, you have to swallow it. You have to deal with it. And unfortunately, like mental health is a very big thing for me. And I do not accept any of that. I am not someone who does anything because of money. I do things because of my community. And so my code of conduct in my business is the same. And even to a lot of agencies will promise you a lot of things. And I don't promise anything I can't do. And if you don't like the discernment, you can go to any other agency and they will tell you what you want to hear. So I just have like a different mentality for my business. And I think that's also been why we've been so successful because the people that gravitate towards that kind of person is who we're looking for. I love this, Lindsay. I love this because it's all about intentions, right? Yes. And when you build something based on good intentions, good things come out of it. And I've always said this, um, part of the serendipities that I wanted to talk about is like, like people attract each other. 
-hmm. And so you want that goodness. And so the good will come. You see what I mean? And then good things come out of it, which is amazing. I love it. It's very noble, especially that you want to protect kids. I've noticed the shift in the industry and in the entertainment industry in general. I'm more based in the music industry, but in general, the whole entire entertainment industry, I think a lot of people are sick and tired of cutthroat people and being used. A lot of people are more aware and a lot of people who got burnt like yourself just want to have a good time. They, they just want to work and make a living. And so all these people are trying to find each other. So that way they can build a new future together and create and just be themselves, like you said, right? So there is serendipities out of this. And so tell us what kind of coincidence that happened, do you think that led you to meet someone in particular as your client? Or I mean, uh, the car accident is a big, I want to say like seismic timing in your life. Yes. You know what I mean? And there is no such thing as coincidence. And so that timing had to happen at that time. So everything can unfold later, right? So now going back again to almost 10 years ago, right? Almost nine years. Yeah, almost nine years ago. So, wow. I mean, again, I'm sorry for that, but then it looks like you re-emerged like a phoenix, (laughs) right? (laughs) And you're just out there doing your thing. I don't know why I'm visualizing Batwoman right now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I felt the look on the doctor's face when he was cutting all my clothes off. Like I was traumatized, right? He looked at me like he couldn't believe not one bone in my body was broken. My whole car was gone. You know, like I can't even believe I survived it. I, I hit a, an, a massive SUV. So at going 65 miles an hour and I didn't break. You just yeah. slammed. Oh my goodness. I just, yeah, because I, I didn't want to break. Cause I really wanted to kill myself, you know? So that's oh my goodness. Yeah. So that was like, he looked at me like, how are you alive? So I do remember that going like, oh man, he's just as shocked as I am. (laughs) But yeah, I I think that like, I don't wish any of these kind of things on anyone, but you do hear these stories that when people have like this second chance at life, you really reconnect with yourself in a different way. And the second time I actually will know the third life, my third cat life that I'm on right now is (laughs) I was diagnosed with Lyme disease when I was 18, I went 2018. Oh, Okay. And I thought life was going to be over. It's a very, very scary disease. And a lot of people don't have a lot of information on it. And a lot of people don't understand it because it's an invisible illness. So what is it called? It's called Lyme, L-Y-M-E. Oh yeah, Lyme. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't recognize it. I mean, there's nothing on my body that physically shows I have Lyme, but it is a torturous, torturous disease that's internal. And people just think you're fucking crazy. And it is traumatizing because the best way I can describe it is like having Jeffrey Dahmer in your head all day. And so you just want to kill yourself. It's another thing that like literally tells your mind to go kill yourself. I'm thankful that the people around me helped me cure myself of Lyme, but it was also another chapter in my life of realizing how many toxic people were around me and how my environment had a big role to play in getting a disease like that. Yeah, I believe in that. I believe in that so much. Stress and negative energy can kill your cells. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and it can come in any type of form, you know, and that's the problem about people who might either judge other people for making a big deal. Like, what are you talking about? What are you complaining about? Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, every single cell that we have, it's affected. It's not by food only or water or air. 
literally, this is like an untapped conversation. (laughs) And I, you know, if we can talk to plants to let them, you know, revive again, imagine other people talking to you. I mean, why is it that plants literally, they don't have hearts or like all these magnificent cells and organs in our body, right? And they can get revived. What about us? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so I'm glad that you brought this up. Go ahead. I actually was on a podcast that was about health and food and she really wanted to know my diet for Lyme. And the whole time we didn't talk about diet. I was like, what a lot of people don't realize is a lot of health issues. A lot of diseases are from your environment, are from your mindset, are from the people around you. All of that causes a lot of torment and trauma and buildup that can't be released unless you decide to release these people. Yeah. So when I um, realized that when I was so sick and realized that I was going to do anything possible to change my environment and change my setting with people, that's when my whole world changed, even my business. And that is why I'm so particular on who I work with, because I will never, ever let anyone make me sick. I will never let myself be put in a situation where I feel sick again. And not until you have something scary like that happen to you, do you realize how much your health is so important? Like I couldn't even do my business during that time. Yeah, because you're consuming obsessive thoughts about like, why is this person talking to me like this? Why is this person doing this to me? You know what I mean? Like it starts consuming the whole day because you're just like you said it drives you crazy right like they think you're crazy but they're driving you crazy it's sort of like gaslighting so talking about serendipity when do you think you realized it was from the people around you like when was that epiphany that came to you there must have been something that triggered it that made you think you know what wait a minute you know when I noticed that when I would talk to certain people, I would feel sicker. Oh, okay. I had Lyme. When I felt better, when I was around someone that really cared about me and truly was good for my heart, and I saw that I was healing. And then when I talked to this other person, immediately I felt like, oh gosh, it's happening again. Like everything's making me feel more ill. I started realizing these things were happening. And then I also got a heart healer who pulls out traumas and everything out of your body. And he said to me, he's like, I want you to know that everything is caused from childhood trauma. So all this trauma that you have pushed down in your body, the way that it gets upset is UTIs, gut issues, cancer, uh, Lyme disease, like all these things attract to that trauma and it amplifies it. And that's when your body's telling, or like even skin issues when people yeah. have skin issues, right? Yeah. All of that is because of your trauma. Like all of that is energy that's inside. That's trying to release and trying to warn you, do not be around this person. Do not do this. Do not like none of us really listen to our intuition enough. And all I do now is listen to intuition. Like if this thing is alarming me, I'm immediately not doing it. I will not do anything that this thing is telling me not to do. And once I started listening to this, everything went away. 
Yes, this is exactly what I wanted to talk about with you because it's very interesting and a lot of people don't pay attention to it. A long time ago, before, you know, the technology that we have and before the cars and everything, a lot of people were in tune with nature and they respected it. They respected you know, herbs, they respected looking at the sky and noticing signs before something would happen, right? Yeah. People were grounded to the earth and they could feel the energy and stuff. All this is like a lost art. Mm-hmm. Only a few people are trying to revive it because unfortunately with the new industries, the, you know, the new modernization or everything, everything has to be for profit, right? And so people are really stripped from that. They don't have time to pay attention. They're glued to TV or a nine to five job and nobody's happy. Most of the people are complaining. It's like, it's the opposite. It used to be that people used to be grateful and content, but now we have to sit down and write down at least 10 things that we're grateful and force it out of us. That's against nature. So one of the things about serendipities and coincidences is that when, you know, people are relying maybe on seeing signs, right? Like visible signs, like a billboard or like something from a song or somebody who said, but you said something that is not uh, tapped, which is to listen to your gut. If something feels off, if you're meeting someone and that someone is not bringing you joy, it's making you feel weird. You got to listen to it. You can't yeah. push it. You can't give chances. I'm the kind who likes to give chances, <laughs> and, but I always get burned. And I know I have a strong intuition, but I'm always no, like, no, maybe I'm the crazy one. You know what I mean? But then now I'm starting to be like you. I got to listen. Yeah. It's also to having just understanding boundaries, putting people in like basically boxes of who you can trust, who you, you know, you just need to be cordial with and who you just don't interact with. And I know that a lot of people are so scared to lose certain people because of we've been friends for so long, or like, you know, we have the same cat, like it just like (laughs) weird excuses for why they stay friends. And for me, it's like, I don't want friendships like that. If I can't have loyalty, trust, and like transparency and honesty, I don't think we're going to be aligned, you know? And if you can't come to me, have a conversation and you have to go behind my back to discuss things or do things, I just think we're not going to be aligned and that's okay. You know, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. And I think that my frequency is a lot higher than others. And if they feel uncomfortable around me, it's because they're questioning how they feel about things. When you're in front of someone who's very honest and like straightforward, it's really hard for someone to pretend to be someone they're not because I can see right through you, you know? And those are the people that I just unfortunately have a lot of boundaries on, you know, like you'll never get to really know me or be in my circle because the fact that I really love people around me that mirror who I am. Transparency, straightforwardness, honesty. These are all healthy ingredients. Yeah, for sure. Even with my clients, like I'm overly cautious about everything. And I'm very transparent from day one about their concerns, their fears, also to like their hesitancy about everything, you know? And I think that's something that, you know, not everyone's going to want to work with me, right? Yeah. And because a lot of people don't want to hear the truth. I truly believe a lot of people actually like being upset. Like, <laughs> like you know, like, you know, those clients that come to you and it's just like, you already did something wrong. You're like, wait a minute, what's happening? Like, you're already mad at me. You already think I'm going to fail. And we haven't even started. Those people are always looking for someone to blame, right? And unfortunately, like, I'm not going to be the person you're going to be blaming because I can't attract those kind of people. 
because I'm going to wake up every day, not really wanting to call you, not really wanting to address you, not wanting to respond to your emails and not even wanting to like really give 120% of myself, you know? And so no matter what, I'm going to just be a failure for you, you know? And I feel like a lot of times businesses think like, this is normal. We should deal with this. They have money. And it's like, well, yes, I understand that a lot of businesses have money, but I think there is also too a way that we need to adjust how people communicate with each other, you know, and I agree. Respect each other because on the other end, I'm going to have to execute everything for you. And you need to respect that. It's a lot of work. Like you get to tell me what you want, but I actually have to make your dreams come true. I think there has to be a mutual respect nowadays. You know what I mean? Like people are really needing to understand that communication is really important, not only in your relationships with your kids, with your loved ones, with your friends, but also with the clientele that you work with. Like I'm a human being. I have emotions. I am, I bleed and cry, you know? So you have to treat me like that. You don't have the right to treat me disrespectfully because you think that you're better than me, you know? And it's just a process that I've learned to like educate with all types of walks of life. Even with my talent, you know, I see a lot of talent managers really get walked all over and they're like praising their talent. And I look at my talent as equals. Just because you have a following doesn't mean you're more important than me. We are a team. You are not able to disrespect me. And I am fortunate enough to know you and you're fortunate enough to know me. I'm the one that's building relationships so you can get brand deals and you need to respect me and respond to me as if I am the same level as you, you know, Bravo that you are actually putting yourself these boundaries. So that way you kind yeah. of like cut a lot of, a lot of stuff that it shouldn't happen, you know, along the road. Yeah. yeah. You know, thinking about it talk about being influencer marketing stuff. When people have big followers, sometimes their ego become bigger and bigger and they forget that you are a team. They, they think that you're working for them, right? Yeah. It's a good reminder. <laughs> yeah. And they don't realize we work off commission. You're not paying me every day to preach about you. You only pay me when I get you something. So I try to remind them that like, this is you sitting back and me doing all the work, you know, and I'm not getting paid for all those hours. I do the work. And it's also too, we don't work with talent that are rude. I mean, I just don't have any room for it. And I also want to have a space where we all hang out because like a lot of the talent hang out together And we like provide that and they all are on the same level. They all respect each other. They're very sweet. They don't act like they're more important than the other. And that just keeps amplifying and keeps getting us collecting that kind of, you know, community where everyone knows like, okay, it's a safe space to go like hang out with vamps because all of them are a line of who I am. No, it's not like, oh, these people you can't talk to because they're important. I won't go for that. Yeah, I love that you created the brand around that. Good vibes only. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. How did you come up with the word uh, vamp? So vamps came through revamping content. So we were helping talent revamp their whole lifestyle, brands, you know, redevelop who they are in the space. And then my last name is Hefner with two P's. So I had two P's in it instead of one. And I figured that out. <laughs> Yeah. And um, so I presented this logo to the creative director of Paul Frank. And we were really close because I had worked for Paul Frank for a really long time as a model. 
And I asked him, what do you think of this name? And he's like, it's missing something. And that's when he told me to add two P's because it only had one at first. And he's like, it just doesn't feel complete. And I really trusted his judgment because he made, you know, Paul Frank internationally known and with his creative direction. And so it was really nice to like start off the business that way, like with someone who had a really good eye for details. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So And then everyone always asks like, oh, is it vampires? I'm like, no, like anytime you have a conversation with someone, you end up saying like you want to revamp stuff. So I wanted it to be called vamped. Yeah. If you had one P, it would have been more like a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So the, when I said two P, that's when I understood the word that you're trying to say. And then I figured, okay, it looks like Hefner too, like two P. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. That's really cool. I like the wordplay with that. And then I like the font too. So it's really cool. Thank you. Um, Did you ever get to meet someone along the way, you know, while modeling or meeting influencers, somebody that you've always thought about that was cool. And then you ended up because of your journey, ended up meeting them. Oh yeah. I've manifested most of my talent that I know now. I I love that. Yeah. uh, I mean, I was always really good at finding the it girl from day one. I just knew who was going to be major. And I got to work with all of them from Joelle Fletcher to Helen Owen to, well, Georgia Gibbs to Gabby Epstein. I mean, some of them are my really, really close friends still. And we work together and, you know, we are behind the scenes homies. There's just this energy that I see with certain people that I'm just like, once I meet that person, that person will be in my circle. I know that. So, and it's been really amazing because I've been very good at that, like right on point of who they are. And we've all connected. There hasn't been one person that I haven't manifested, I guess. Each person that I have, I've met them, I've worked with them and we've become friends. I love that. I love it. Cause again, it goes back to intuition. You had a feeling ah. And you didn't know, you didn't know the outcome, but then coincidentally that whatever you thought of that feeling that you felt in your heart, you just acted on it. We talked about this in my other episodes, which is to me, success, it's a variable. It's like a pie chart. You have to be educated in whatever you want to do. You have to train yourself in the skill. You have to have experience. You have to invest in yourself in the time and the money to Mm -hmm. be successful, right? But there's this big chunk of success, which is following the intuition, that gut feeling and acting on it. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people have opportunities that fly right in front of their head. Yes. You don't grab on it. It's either because of fear or they're too busy looking at their phone or they just don't think they're good enough. They don't think that they can manifest when in fact, I believe every single person on earth can manifest. I love how you think, you know what I mean? You're you're a rare person and I love it because so far from what I'm listening from your stories is that you've been acting on those moments. The modeling, the problems in the model industry, you've acted on it. You are proactive and you created something to better serve the world. And then, you know, the accident, you realize that you had a second chance. Not a lot of people can grab that opportunity yeah. but you did and you did something out of it and what I love about surrounding yourself with major influencers is that you knew right away <laughs> I love it I love it imagine if everybody did that you know but yeah. you know I think that's why I'm here it's just to show an example and you are a great great example Thank you I really appreciate how you said that because I've never actually looked at it that way that I really have been proactive about what's in front of me. And I think a lot of people are so scared to be proactive of what they want to achieve because we're so worried about what people think about us. Yeah. 
And yeah, you know, I'm human. Of course I care about what my peers think, but also too, at the same time, it's like, I'm not also going to let them decide my life, you know? And once you get past the feeling of like letting them decide, people are creatures of always turning out the same. Like they disagree, they disagree, they disagree until someone agrees with you. Yeah. Then they all agree. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's always like that. It's never changed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone will hop onto another bandwagon as long as the bandwagon's safe, you know, and it's safe to hop on. So I think once you get past that feeling of, oh, they're never going to like be on my side. They're never going to be on my team. You have to remember anytime you have one person like rooting for you and it's the right person, it's all it takes. Everyone else just starts coming over. It's almost like that moment in Hook when they didn't believe he was Peter Pan and it only took one person to come over and then they all decided not to be with Rufio. That is a perfect example of like how people should think their process through on like pursuing and manifesting their dreams and like being who they want to be. The moment you are strong and confident and know that you can do that and seeing one person believe in you is going to make the rest of the herd do it, you know? And it was the same with me. A lot of people really thought I was fucking crazy to leave my job and have zero dollars and start a business. I had no idea. Instagram was nothing at that time. So everyone's like, what are you doing? You know, like, how are you going to make money off this? You know? And I didn't know either, but I trusted my gut that this was like the direction I was supposed to go. Yeah. You kind of knew you didn't know yet, but you knew inside. Yeah. Yeah. And even my best friends to this day told me, they're like, Lindsay, we thought you were fucking crazy. Like we thought you were a weirdo, you know? And I was like, yeah, no, I know. I could feel it. I could feel that you thought I was a weirdo. Um, and now one of them works for me. Oh my God. Look you at know? that. <laughs> That's and, success, right? Uh, <laughs> one of them left her 10 year financial job to oh come work for me. I love it. So, um, they it did is, the same thing. <laughs> it's really amazing to see. And, you know, I trusted myself. I trusted what I wanted for my life and everything that I manifested, everything that I thought would happen would, has happened. Now that I've built my first mountain, I'm on my second mountain. And my second mountain is to be kind to myself, to build foundations. Like my only goal this year was to build better foundations in my business, in my friendships, in my love life, in my hobbies, everything. Cause I know that is a restart for me, even though I've been in this business for almost eight years, we're getting to a decade and everyone's like, why are you starting over in a foundation? I'm like, because when you realize that times are changing, everything's pivoting. We have a new generation coming in and a new way of being on social media. Like everything's changed after the pandemic. That is when you build a new foundation. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like have you, to put your head above water and, and yeah, and go with the time. Right. The foundation I built eight years ago is not the same environment that it is now. And a lot of companies don't understand that. They think, okay, let's just keep doing the things same, same, same. Same thing. No, yeah. no. This is a new foundation now. We are building differently. We are treating our clients differently. We are acting differently. I love that. So I think that's the most important thing for me this year, not to count my calories. You know what I mean? This is going to amplify for a lot of other things for the next 10 years. So yeah, I, yeah. Very smart. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people, they feel safe and comfortable, especially if they worked so hard to build something eight years ago, you feel like this is it and you stop, but you can't. I tell everybody it's okay to take new classes and to upgrade yourself. Oh, 100%. I mean, like look at the computers and the phones and everything. Like we keep on updating. <laughs> 
yeah. and I can't keep up. I can't keep up. I I have three kids, by the way, and they're teenagers and they laugh at me because I used to be tech savvy. I'm asking them. And I remember the first time I asked them, I felt so weird. Mm. I had to tell them when I was your age. It's so true because like <laughs> even too with my team, I don't ever think all my ideas are the most important. You know, I really like taking advice from everyone that comes on the team that's new, that's interning, that's not in creative. Like I want to see where they think the direction should be going because if you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, you know? And I am really open to pivoting all times, all the time. If it's worth it and it's important for us to pivot, we're doing it, you know? And a lot of businesses, business owners only think their opinions important. And they only think that their direction is important. And it's like, oh, we have enough clientele. We don't have to like move or pivot or whatever. I'm like, you need to really be aware of the clientele you have because the new generation is not loyal. If you're talking about the baby boomers who are loyal, they're dying off slowly. So once they're gone, you need to figure out your new concept of the new clientele that you're bringing in. And they are not loyal at all. At all. The new generation just flips everybody like burgers. So it's like, if you're not already... (laughs) captivating those people, you've missed the mark. And that is why a lot of businesses go under because they are comfortable with who they have right now and think those people are going to be lifers and they're not, they're not going to be lifers. So, um, That's a really good point to bring up, yeah. bring up because I didn't think about this in a while, but I love collaborations and the youngest artists that I work with, they actually tell me the best ideas in terms of promotions. Like if there's a song release, they come up with something. I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about that. So you're right. You're right. So I love that you're open-minded like that. You are a great and true team player. That's really awesome. Fresh air. That's what I want to say. Thank you. Yeah. You're also a female contemporary artist. I want to know a little bit about that and- Mm -hmm. What made you an artist? I mean, I know you're a creative person, but like, what is it that literally told yourself, hey, I want to paint this or, you know, create a gallery or something? Yeah, both of my parents were artists. It was just in my blood. Um, I've painted for a really long time. That's kind of what people were like shocked. Wow, this came out of New Orleans. But, and a lot of people didn't know that I was the creative director of everything in BAM. So when I did become an artist recently, like a legit artist, people were like, whoa, like you are really taking this serious. And I've always had it in me. I've learned from my parents how to paint. And it just comes naturally. I'm a very, very emotional person. So I'm perfect for paint because I can release it onto something. And I think it's such a great outlet too for me because instead of releasing that on someone, I can release it through my art and have an emotional story to it. Yeah. So we're really excited because we, when I say we, it's me and my PR girl who has really gotten me into the limelight of, you know, the art industry. And that's another really hard industry to tap into. So I'm really, really thankful for the people I know already. And it's been great. The networking that I've already started in social media that developed even more in the art world. Um, I think that kind of catapulted me quickly because it takes a while. It takes years to like, just be recognized at any level. So um, I know. I know. I did my undergrad in the fine arts. I'm thankful that like it's already building awareness, but yeah, it's such a fun journey for me. Anything I, I do, I will do it to 120%. I won't just say, oh, you know, I'm going to like dabble. No, it's like full blown. Like it's going to happen. You know, I, I just have that mindset. 
And so I just get to go back to my youth. I used to paint so much and I used to sell my paintings when I was younger. And so I'm excited to like do that again. You know, I'm excited to like really tap into this space and be creative, like on a different level. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Are you going to NFT anything? I have two shows, one this month and next. We're getting me started into prints. So I'm starting to do that. I'm just kind of taking my time with the NFT thing because I really love canvas. I mean, I'm so consumed in the digital world. So I kind of just want like a little bit of reality with art right now. Yeah. And I know that NFT is not going anywhere anytime soon. We're still really in the incubator stages of like understanding who has false NFTs and who has real NFTs. So I think I still have a little bit of time to like really tap into that space. Yeah. Cool. You know, just in case people want to buy any of your stuff. So just let us know about your business. Where are you selling your artwork? And then also how can people reach out to you so that way you can serve them? You know what? I just want to see that because it's so beautiful. Like you want to serve others and people are looking for this and artists and creative people, sensitive people everything. I call them beautiful people. Oh, you know what I mean, <laughs> so tell everybody where they can find you and what you can help them with. So that way they can reach out to you. Of course. Well, my main business vamped that just needs an at sign in the front, not with the re, but just vamped and then V A M P P E D. And then my Instagram is Lynn's Hepner L I N Z Hepner H E P P N E R. And I linked out everything on my bio, which is my studio of all my art, uh, Lynn's in the studio. And then my podcast, podcast revamped podcast and then my email is contact at vamped.com for the business okay but yeah our website shows everything vamped.com everything's linked in every bio so <laughs> to find all information yeah i noticed that i saw your bio everything's in it which is yeah. really good because it makes you that well-rounded person that you were talking about Oh, thank you. So Lindsay, you want to tell the listeners anything that you want to say regarding how they can follow their intuition or to notice serendipities or anything like that? Yeah, I think out of this entire conversation, what I want to leave the audience with is just trust your gut. I think it's really important to trust your gut and really focus on seeing signs of like where your path should be led. And I know sometimes it feels very scary at first, but everything I've done and everything that's led me here, I'm so thankful to be here. You know, I've never looked back and go, wow, I shouldn't have done that, done that. Even the bad things that have happened to me, all the negative stuff has built me better. Anything to me is not a failure. It's a learning experience. And with those learning experiences, make you a better business owner, makes you a better human, makes you a better friend, makes you a better well-rounded person. So I really love learning experiences more than actually not having them because I've pivoted through the pandemic because of it, you know? So I just think being mindful of the people around you, manifest the right things, trust your gut, and don't be afraid to take a leap because that leap might be the rest of your life. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. And I love you very much. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for your time. I know you're busy and I'm very thankful. And everybody, I will talk to you soon. 